Episode 11, 10 years on. Despite the spectrum of topics explored in the previous 10 episodes, one theme stands out for many of you. Paying for sex. Sex sells everything. Cigarettes, beer, peanuts in pubs, newspapers such as The Sun and Daily Sport. Put provocatively dressed women in bar cum brothels where drunken men drink. Many of these men will have sex with those women. It is a certainty. Alcohol is, furthermore, a catalyst for sex. Every time. I calculated that when I was dating, and when we didn't drink during the meal, we went to bed together 30% of the time. It is double at 60% when the meal included alcohol, and that second statistic is 80% when I picked up the bill. You can draw your own conclusions from that one. Ex-footballer Peter Crouch was asked what he would have been had he not been a footballer. A virgin, he replied. Money and sex are intertwined. Some pay for sex with people. Online sites sell sex in all forms, intercourse with transsexuals, midgets, the disabled, and we can even pay to have sex with children, as sick as that might be to the majority of us. In Michael Jackson's case, you pay to quieten the parents of the children you have already had sex with, allegedly. Years on, prostitution continues to fascinate me, but I haven't since and won't return to pay for sex. Why? Even if I knew the girl was happily employed in this capacity, at 35 I've reached a stage in life where sex is more than an act. There must be a spark, chemistry. It's no longer about notches on bedposts. People ask me now if I regret paying for sex. I do. Although I saw no other option at the time, my treatment of the women was wrong misogynistic and I never stopped to ask myself whether they wanted to be there. Free choice is a basic human right after all, something I overlooked or didn't care to look at at all. Yet many men continue to visit sex workers and the overall image of a prostitute is a negative one. They are, after all, some of society's most vulnerable people, often victims. And the pandemic has brought hard times to all and above all prostitutes. If indeed the virus did come from China, the minority group that China has affected most would no doubt be the very same girls I came across who have suffered as much as any other group in times when isolation has meant avoidance of human contact with strangers. In the UK at least, when the strip clubs closed down due to Covid, it was the bar staff and door security staff who received furlough, not the strippers. Many turned to alternative ways of making an income such as OnlyFans But whatever view you hold on the service of giving sex in exchange for money, prostitutes are people and have as much of a right to live a good standard of living as anyone. Why is hooker, whore or puta in Spanish such a derogatory word? Why are they any different to anyone else offering a service? For me it comes down to this. Are they there of their own free will? If so, and in the case of the girl I met in Amsterdam, they may well have enjoyed working in the profession. For all you feminists out there, and believe it or not, I am one of you, this is one of the few industries where women can make more than men. When I say feminist, by the way, I mean that everyone is equal, regardless of gender. I'm not talking about the idiots who put she, her after their name. Can we stop this now, please? Some women can live very well, and as with the young Argentinian I once knew, can afford to buy a house within two to three years of working in the game. 
Others put themselves through university. On the other hand, it is worth mentioning the effects of sex work on a woman. Depression, eating disorders, drug abuse, and self-harm are extremely common. In addition to this, regretfully, it is a very risky and dangerous industry in which many pay police bribes and gang members to maintain their security. But what do people object to most about paying for sex? Some have told me it is unsafe and unhygienic. On the contrary, any man who has been with a prostitute will tell you how stringent the rules are on socking up and using a condom. That can't be said for some other women, non-sex workers, that I've slept with. I met a German girl in my local cafe at the end of last year who opened up and said, having moved to Spain and being left by her boyfriend, she had become an escort. Is terminology crucial here? Does escort ring differently in your ear? Having delved deeper into this, I discovered she would demand a fee, such as a month's rent. From time to time, she would have sex with the client, whereas on other occasions, she would strut about on his yacht off Malaga, along with seven other attractive women dressed in bikinis. Aside from human trafficking, and on a more moral level, what I object to most is a lie. Deceit. A lad I went to school with, who shall remain nameless, will go away on lads' trips and sleep with prostitutes. What disgusts me is the moment he goes home and kisses his wife and children a day or two later. Obviously he's not alone in such misdemeanours, and I may well be wet behind the ears to think this is not simply a part of a so-called happy marriage. Turning a blind eye. What you don't know can't hurt you. I recently discussed the topic of prostitution with 20 male friends and acquaintances. 14 of those men admitted to having paid for intercourse, but I went on to discover that only one of those 14 had confessed this to a woman he knew or had dated. It is no surprise then that the women are left in the dark on the true extent to which men seek sex in exchange for money. I met another young girl here in Barcelona not long ago, who I later discovered was a sex worker. She had taken her dog out for a walk and we got talking. Later that week, she invited me to hers for a drink, which turned out to be a large gin and tonic plus a gram of MDMA. I took the gin, politely passed on the bag, before watching her get off her head and confessing that at the age of 22, she'd slept with an estimated 5,000 men since she arrived from Colombia at the tender age of 16. She went on to say that she gets wasted every single night to forget what she does during the day and how she seeks a boyfriend who she can cuddle up with, be happy with, just watching a film and not being forced into bed. If men didn't pay for sex, would prostitutes exist? Is the fault ours? Has prostitution risen through a patriarchal society? Almost certainly it has. And would decriminalisation be the answer? Give sex workers unions? thereby giving pimps bigger scope to sell women and widening the gap in equality that had looked to be contracting. I don't have all the answers. This is not a black and white topic by any means. Personally speaking, the only way I know I'm not paying to have sex with a woman who doesn't want to be there is to avoid paying for sex altogether. And whilst prostitution is not for all of us, let's not judge a woman by what she does. 
Above all else, she may well be there without any say in the matter, forced into prostituting herself to men by men. <laughs> <laughs>